Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, everybody. It's Levins, but who cares about me? <laughs> Siobhan has some exciting news. Guys, I'm putting on a convention. What? A convention? Sorry, hate- what? A convention? <laughs> we hate... What were you going to say next? I don't know. Okay. We hate conventions. No, guys. This is you have a second person. You use me to be the, the surprise audience member. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um... Uh, so you guys know about my like ladies group called I sure Queens do. of Kings. We are putting on a convention. It's non for profit. We're just doing it out of the goodness of our own, our own hearts. Um, we are currently crowdfunding it. Um, it is called Brazen. Oh man, I should have the stuff in front of me. Brazen, go get it. We can pause. Okay, and we're back. Go. Okay. <laughs> okay, hang on. So Brazen Comics Festival is a one day comics festival set to be held in Sydney in May 2020. I'm just reading the actual things. Other people have worked really hard on this. Who are those other people? Give me a um, shout out. They are Elizabeth and Megan mostly and Natasha from Queens of Kings. Megan especially has been an absolute Shouts champion. Shouts to Megan, previous Shouts guest Megan. on the show. She's the best. Um, so we're going to have special guests. I can't announce them yet, but they're really good ones. I'm actually really proud of us. I think we've done a good job. I'm proud of you we're too. Have, I don't you know either, but I'm um, already proud. We're going to have panels. We're going to have an artist's alley. All the stuff that you like about conventions, but with a proper focus on comics because I don't think that there's that many conventions in Sydney that are that focused on comics these days. Good call getting Megan involved because... she's the It was her she's idea, a, man. She, she's got years of, uh, of, 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 of crazy event organization. Yeah, literally she was like, I cannot do the Women's March again because of my mental health, um, but I need to do something. <laughs> What's something that's really stress-free <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we'll, we'll have no controversy surrounding it from the worst people in the world? I know. And all women's <laughs> comic book competition. <laughs> well, it's not only for women, but most of the guests are going to be women or non-binary. Um, this festival will aim to amplify, highlight, and celebrate the voices of women, non-binary, and gender-diverse people in comics and foster a connected, welcoming and supportive community of comic fans and creators in Australia. We basically want to bring the lovely vibe of Queens of Kings to a larger audience and I think it's going to be really good fun. Um, if you can possibly look us up, Brazen Comics Festival, we're on um, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. If you could look us up and maybe chuck a couple of bucks our way. You have a um, GoFundMe but it's not GoFundMe, it's, it's a... It's like Chuffed. Chuffed, that's right. Chuffed. I donated 20 bucks. Thanks man, really appreciate it. Um... Yeah, we, we can't do it if we don't raise the money. Um, and I think it's going to be something really special, something really fun, and something we're really excited about. So if you can find it in your hearts and wallets to chuck us a few bucks, we'd You're going to have um, stalls of people selling comics? Yeah. Uh, are you trying to get rid of some back issues? Possibly. Do you want me to, <laughs> I don't know. Do you want me to set up a back issue uh, market? See, my favorite thing about cons is uh, like back issues. Yeah, me too. Um, so I might talk to the girls about it and see if we can possibly do that because I think that would be cool. Yeah. Um, so maybe, maybe, and you know what? My wife, who is a woman, she, is a woman. she would think that would be especially cool if I got rid of a lot of comics. <laughs> <laughs> what is going to amplify the voices of women more than getting uh, getting bees way? <laughs> yeah, what's 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 a better uh, uh, female voice to be amplified more than the sound of relief? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we're really excited about this, guys, and um, I will keep you posted on more updates. Hopefully, very cool. Yeah. So that's Brazen. Okay. Brazen Comics Festival. All right. Now that that annoying advertorial <laughs> is over, let's on with the episode, which we've already recorded. And I can tell you, it's oh, a heater. It's a killer one, man. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Guess who's back? Back again. <laughs> Shinburn's back. Yeah, woo. With a friend. Hey, you want to say hello, Dashie? 
Oh, no, he's trying even, to, he's, he even like opened his mouth. No, I it wasn't to talk, it was to eat the microphone. Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah. <laughs> like an ice cream, that's what you always say. <laughs> hey, welcome to Serious Issues, a very, a very irregular very sporadic. <laughs> uh, comic book podcast. Um, my name is Levens. My name is Siobhan. And uh, we are at Siobhan's house right now. Yeah. Uh, recording for the first time in three months. Yeah. Uh, yep. I have the world's stupidest pile of comics in front of me. Like, we're we're well into the triple digits. Yeah, it's I, insane. We're not going to talk about all of them. No, <laughs> no, no. no. Uh, you have one child on your on your lap. The other one is calling out from his bedroom. <laughs> we, are, we are being serenaded by... Not, uh, not napping. Toddler madness. <laughs> um, but... Uh, what? He prefers to be called Bugs Bunny at the moment. Oh, that's good. Yeah, Shatterstar is no more. He's Bugs Bunny. What what made up name are we calling well in your life right now? Um, he's Porky Pig. Porky Pig. I'm Marvin the Martian. Okay. And uh, the lovely Nate is uh, Elmer Fudd. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my life at the moment. That's great stuff. <laughs> well, I haven't introduced my kids to Looney Tunes yet. Yeah, just the like the level of uh, naughtiness and silliness of Bugs Bunny has just like blown uh, blown my toddler's mind. Yeah, that's great. Actually, a really good idea. Thanks, Dash. Uh, sorry, um, what are you Porky calling? Pig. Porky Pig, my bad. Obviously, obviously, he's Porky Pig. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna you know just have yeah. a fun conversation about comics. Absolutely, Siobhan, People are dying to hear from you. <laughs> what have you been reading lately? What have you been loving? Um, okay, so the really the only single issues that I'm like actively keeping up with are all the X Men titles. Okay, cool. I'm reading um, all of them. All right, so I mean, last time we <laughs> recorded the the final issue of the original. Yeah. X-Men and... House of X. House of Fox X, that's right. Fox Fox. Um, ha- ha- House of X and Powers of X hadn't even come out yet. Mm. Um, I think I have, I have the issue sixth of one of them in, the, in one of these stupid piles. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but you, so you've read it all? You're, you're up to yeah. date? Yep, fully up to date, except I missed the last issue of Fallen Angels. I mean, probably reason. that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. That one kind of sucks. <laughs> you know, it's definitely the least good one, maybe. I don't know about that. Some of some of the tie-ins I'm so, no longer some like... Some of all of them are not good. <laughs> <laughs> very true. But, but there's something very um, specific about Fallen Angels that I like. It's for such a specific audience, and it seems reminiscent of such a like specific time. Yes, this version of Psylocke kind of sucks, and the weird uh, borders of all the panels are a bit overdone and stuff like that. Um, but it's kind of funny in some sense. Yeah. Porky Pig, not a fan. Not, if, not a fan not a of fan. this iteration of Psylocke. <laughs> so, what were your thoughts overall on Hickman's Hox Pox? It's so, it's so good. Was it's it so best? genius. It's really good. Have you read it? Of course, yeah, 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 yeah. all Hox Pox. It's I, amazing. So, I, 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 I thought it was just like it was so much fun. I mean, I balked at a lot of the people that were saying that it was, you know, when they're doing the best comics of the decade list yeah. and putting that in there as the Hickman representative. Like, no, I mean, it's good, but it's not that good. But it is good. Though, it is. Man. It's damn good. And it's I think really good. I think the. It gave the X titles, which had been like meandering. I know you were keeping yeah. with most of them, but it was like, you know, it seemed like every six months they're like, oh, what about this new idea? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but all the goodwill that I have towards that incredible, those incredible two miniseries was almost like removed immediately when they spun out like seven new X books with plans to do solo titles for all the X characters. Like, I know it's Marvel, Marvel's going to Marvel, yeah. but I hoped, I loved the idea of like us just getting a weekly X book. Written by the yeah. one, you know, have different artists, but imagine having like, you know, maybe a co-writers to make it less of a burden on, on, on one writer or whatever. But the the tonal shift when all those spin-off books came out mm. was just too much for me. And there were so damn many of them. I And, and in, so instead of like, oh, I'm now going to read every X book, I've now like, I'm... You're I'm, still reading X-Men? I, I'm like reading X-Men. X-Men. That's yeah, it. Yeah, but yeah. I've dropped every other one. I am I am reading all of them. Quite okay, I'm gonna find a pile of them, go through each of them. You can tell me, you can rate them. Yeah, cool. Um, all right, so we've got I'm notoriously so, good at that. <laughs> so we'll do we'll do X Men. Okay, well you can give it a, a weird rating that yeah, means okay, nothing cool, if that makes you feel yeah. better. Yes, please. You can rate it out of liters of breast milk. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so um, uh, we've t- what am I talking about? All right, let's let's start with the Hawks, Hawks, House of X and Pox, House yeah. of X. Oh, ten out of ten. Ten, 10 out of ten, 10 liters, liters of breast milk. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. You know what? Like, I mean, I'm sure everyone has heard and, like, there's been plenty of um, conversation about the series. And I'm, like, way too late. But it's just it's, it's just very clever how he managed to change everything without changing anything. Do you know what I totally mean? Totally. Like, like he, that one subtle change to Moira. And then- changed the entire... Uh, I, don't, I, I just love it. I think it's so smart. I think it's so... Um, 
engaging, so interesting. It makes the X-Men actually relevant again. It removes them from the rest of the Marvel Universe in a way that's really interesting, and now their interactions are really, like, hilarious and hostile, and I love that. Yeah, I don't like that... Um, like, I thought they were really setting up the X-Men as, X-Men as like, quite a powerful force to be reckoned with now, so mm. I hate that they still have, um, like, different people targeting them. Like, I hated the yeah, yeah, yeah. first issue of X-Force. Um, but you, I kind of assume it's all sort of weird internal... Sebastian Shaw politicky bullshit okay. a little bit, yeah, you know okay. what I mean? Or if, that, if that's where they lead with it, and I find out about that later, then I guess that was a good payoff. But at the end of the first issue of X X Force, Professor X gets shot in the head, yeah, 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 assassinated, and I was just like, okay, I guess I better keep reading X Force. And then I missed one issue, and I was like, oh, they're, they're like, don't worry, you don't need to read all of them. But then in X Men, they were like, oh, and. That, like someone already tried to kill me. I was like, oh, so that wasn't actually okay. He didn't die. Okay, all right, fine. <laughs> like, so it is really frustrating to read these books that on like yeah. they're all referencing. We'll only read some of the book. I feel like I'm missing out on the bigger picture, but yeah. also that picture is too big for me to keep up with each week. Yeah, I think that like I think this is the first time in a long time that I've been excited about comics having a shared universe. Like I'm genuinely interested and I like that each issue, each different series offers something different to a different kind of X-Men fan. I think there's kind of something for everyone. Um, but I agree that I, I wish they weren't as interconnected because every now and again, I'm, I'm just very lost about what I'm doing. So we have Hicks, Hickman doing the, the, the writing work on X-Men with art yeah. by Lionel Francis Yu, who I think is doing some of the best work he's done in the last decade. It's really decade. gorgeous. It's, it's really, really good, nice. yeah. Um, I, I'm enjoying that. Um, I think Marauders is kind of lame, mostly because... I mean, how many leaders for X-Men? Uh, oh, X-Men. Oh, like nine out of ten. Nine, nine, nine leaders. leaders. I guess we're cool. imagine, imagine being able to express nine leaders. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that's my dream. Everyone. That's a that's a that's a that's a fortnight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Feed my baby army. The other um, the other one that, that that Hickman started out writing, but now has he was co-writing it with Ed Brisson. Yeah. Um, which was that? Uh, is New Mutants? Yes. Which started out in space, and I was loving it. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, now we're going to just kind of do a completely separate story, and it's about. Um, there's two characters from Grant Morrison's new X-Men. Uh, Beacon Angel. Beacon Angel, like, catching up with them. They've been yep. missing. And um, I was excited to see them, but, like, the story just felt so small scale and dull and stretched out over three issues, whereas Hickman packs so much into each of his really yeah. dense issues that... Yeah. And the art, the, the artists was, like, like Flaviano did one, did, did issue three, and then someone called Fayala did... Uh, did issue four and then yeah. all the same story with different artists and like this is not what his comic should be about like yeah it that was what was made hox box so special was you had the you know hickman writing all, all 12 of the issues and then you had the same artists on hox same artists on pox mm-hmm. and it, yeah this just feels like marvel up to their old tricks yeah well i mean we can't expect too much from marvel we can't expect like anything actually good from marvel <laughs> i i'm like like genuinely this is what broke me forever yeah so i'm like i'm, I'm, I'm really glad that you broken uh, forever i'm like genuinely like i i don't think i can do weekly comics anymore yeah no i still love weekly comics i think i think it will forever and ever be my favorite format of anything i think i am I, just can't I, I, go, I get it too good from shonen jump yeah so now i have my shonen jump app I have my Shonen Jump four dollars a month, which just seems far too cheap. But it's uh, insane. Apparently, it works. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I get. I'm sorry, it's three dollars a month. Um, and uh, even if you don't use the app, you should just pay them that anyway to make up for all the, anim- the all the mango you've pirated over the years. Yeah. Um, I mean, I haven't ever, but you're very good. You you, you, you rent legal legally from a library. Yeah, that's um, what I do. <laughs> but you know, Mar- Marvel have their subscription service, but it's you know six months. Stuff, yeah. It's six months after all the new stuff. Honestly, I would pay like. 15, 20 bucks a month to get the Marvel stuff um, new, but they know that they can get, make so much more. I mean, do, do they? Like, the printing costs? I don't know. I just wish... I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know why they... Um, flood the market with so many titles. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know I just sound like every article on the internet right now, and, and I've taken pride in not being that dude for so long, and now I'm just like... Uh, but it is exhausting, and it is yeah. exhausting. Like, we've seen so many indie companies go under in the last couple of years, and so many interesting titles and stuff like that just disappear because Marvel are like, well, I think that everyone wants six Avengers titles. Um, and that's really hard. Like, there, there are many, many, many comic book stores closing down around Australia and around the world. Um, it's not a good time in the comics industry in a whole bunch of ways. Um, and it, see, it does still seem like there is some element to which the only reason that Marvel still even bother having comics is 
as a sort of content farm for the movies and TV shows that they're doing. Yeah, but because I can't imagine they make a huge amount of money, but they do still make some kind of money out of it. They are in the I charts, guess. you know, constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, New Mutants. Did you keep up? Are you, are you up to date yeah, yeah. on that one? Yeah, right. yeah. I still like it. It's good. You like it? How many liters? <laughs> I think it's because I'm still. Um, I'm not really. I think if I was only many others. If I was only reading X books, yeah, yeah. I probably would be more forgiving of them, but. That that like I'm I'm reading significantly less comics than I used to, but I, I let it I let it stack up. We should say that at the moment King's Comics doesn't even exist. Well, Kingscomics.com. Kingscomics.com. Please, please still purchase from Kingscomics.com. Um, the, but the the store um is reopening in March. Uh, Approximately, we haven't had it. Stay we, posted. We, it, it closed just uh, just under two weeks ago. Yeah. Um and uh, so it, all of our 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 you know our our pull lists are. In the nether nether realms until <laughs> until mean, the store warehouse, but um, the nether realms. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a it's a tricky time for all Kings comics. But holy moly, just wait till you see that new store. It's gonna yeah, be, it's I, gonna be something special. I can't wait to see that Hulk. Yeah, it looks really cool. Everyone everyone's got a Batman. Everyone's got a Wonder Woman. Everyone's got a Deadpool. Yeah, I'll say who's got a who's got a life size Hulk. No one's got a life size no Hulk. Life size Hulk. Looking forward to that. Uh, X Force is the book written by Benjamin Percy with art by. Um, What's Kasara's first name? I don't we'll, know. We'll never Marcia? know. Joshua Kasara. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, this is the book in which uh, Professor X gets shot in the head at the end of the first issue. And uh, I was excited about it because you have Quentin Choir in it. Mm. You have Wolverine. Um, uh, Betty Braddock. Pe- Psylocke has gone missing. Someone? No, what's her name? Domino. Domino, yeah, yeah, yeah. Psylocke's in... Um, no, no, Betty Braddock. <sighs> Who knows? What's her name? Captain That's- Britain. She's in Excalibur. I like Excalibur quite a lot. Yeah, that one's fun. I think that one's good fun, like sort of all rogue. I think a lot of these stuff. Yeah. I think I think what what I think I need to do is just is just put a pin in it. I'll keep up with X Men. Yeah, and just because I, li- I love reading Hickman, and then like once these are all collected, or like smash them, or sit there on Marvel Unlimited six months from now, I'll, yeah. I'll smash up a whole bunch of them. I think I'm enjoying them as a larger part of the like big project. I just am so still enjoying the way that. Pikmin has kind of reshaped the X-Men in the Marvel Universe, I just but I'm that, kind of forgiving a lot of nonsense. Yeah. But I think that maybe the next wave of stuff will be really good. Like, there's a lot more... <laughs> like, there's not that the many women working on this. Isn't the current wave a good one, or is there there's another wave coming? There's another wave coming. Like, uh, Leah Williams is going to be writing a series, okay. and there's a couple other new ones that are coming, um, joining the X titles and stuff. But there's still some good shit in there. There's Fallen, Fallen Angels. Angels is really silly, but, like, doesn't that Fine, seem yeah. like some... Goths are really going to get into that. <laughs> I can think of specifically a couple of dudes you, you that could, would like love that. Do you got any goths in your life that you could ask? I don't have enough goths in my life. Hey, maybe Pocky Pig will grow up to be one. Stop playing Joy Division now. That's the bridge, <laughs> the gateway. Um, so also Marvel World. Um, uh, what's his name? Jason Aaron finally yeah. finished his Thor run. I really, I really dropped off the end of his Thor run. I sort of. I have limited interest in Thor to begin with. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, like, totally. I really liked you, you put in his... a good, a good yeah, amount of run. Yeah. Uh, and I ended, do love dropping off a series before it ends. It ended really strongly yeah. with, with King Thor, which is like a four-issue miniseries that tied into the gore, the, the God Butcher mm-hmm, stuff mm-hmm. from the beginning. And the final issue has like like a, a great number of the artists who, who wrote various phases of, oh, cool. of Aaron's run. Uh, over the last eight years, um, showing up to, to to do pages, it was a really really satisfying end. Mm. Um, yeah, because I felt similar to you, where I was just kind of like, uh, do I really need to read this? You know, yeah. cap. You know, I'm I'm almost done. You know, on yeah. Thor for a long time because yeah, I, I went on to read the um, the new number one of Thor, mm-hmm. uh, which is written by Donny Cates, Donny right. Cates, and like it was fine. Um, it was impressive that he's managed to tie it into the story he's telling with his mm. characters in Marvel Universe. It's also crossover characters through other other um, Marvel runs that he's been doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I was kind of like, you know what, I'm, I'm good for Thor for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Runaways, I used to be my, like my favorite book, and they're kind of trying to be superheroes now, which should be way more appealing to me. But I guess I'm. I, I, at least the art isn't as good as it used to be, and there's just something about it. Chris Anker did a couple of issues, which were really good, and I do like. I like that they've at least uh, got a consistent style still with yes, even the no, new artists totally, coming yeah, yeah. through, and I think that probably has a lot to do with the coloring. I like this current arc because it kind of reminds me of like Maxwell Lord kind of stuff, like the evil dude. Yes, totally. The clearly, uh, uh, evil guy putting to capitalist guy putting together a super team. But we knew he was evil, like ends. like on the first page he yeah. showed up on, and it's been like six issues. Like, come on, just let him be evil already. <laughs> yeah, 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 we all know. Instead, he fat shamed someone. Yeah, and I was like, that's not evil enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty evil, man. I know it is. Yeah, it's like it's one one step below 
genocide. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, did you read that Christopher Cantwell Doctor Doom book? Yeah, it's great. It's pretty good, right? It's really good. I like Christopher Cantwell a lot. I like what he has to say also, generally. But I was I was a little bit like, oh man. First, Professor X gets shot in the head at the end of the issue. Then Doctor Doom got shot in the head in the end of one of the issues. Yeah, but that was a psych out. That kind of was that pullback was more fun though. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but that's been really that's been really satisfying and enjoyable. Like that a lot. Uh, I'm trying to see what other. What else is good? It's Immortal big... Hulk's still good. I mean, Immortal Hulk's really good. I'm dropping Avengers. Yeah, um, over Avengers. Um, Immortal Hulk is yeah a ton of fun still. Um, and Silver Surfer Black was great. <laughs> that ended really well. Beautiful yep. art the whole way through. Nami, tell me one thing that happened in the story though. Silver Surfer wrote his surfboard. <laughs> Silver Surfer's black now, as you'll see him show Galactus, up in Thor. Galactus came around or something. Yeah. Um, uh, they put out a Kylo Ren book. Oh, um, yeah. Which is fine. With his big old, big old chest. I haven't uh, seen... I don't think I've seen the last two Star Wars movies. I really liked episode eight. I did not like episode nine because it like undid all of the good things I liked about episode eight. Yeah. But hey, it's a polarizing time in Star Wars land. Yeah, I'll say. It's really just made me go like, I... I don't want to watch any movies anymore. I'm done. I'm done with movies. <laughs> no movies? You should watch Uncut Gems, man. That's, that's yeah, really Yeah, I fun. am really excited about that. We watched Parasite over three nights, over the last three nights. Oh, how good is Parasite? It was great. It was yeah. really good. I watched that on a plane, which is about the same level of, uh, you know, cin- cinema respect as watching over <laughs> three nights. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I get very sleepy. Um, let's talk about uh, manga before we go over to the Yeah, next sure, thing. sure. From cool. Marvel to manga. We're alphabetically, Perfect. we're going backwards. Marvel, manga. Yeah, we can do this. I can make this work. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the main manga... Oh, I think the only manga that I've been reading. I think that's true. Um, My friend lent me the first big omnibus volume of Gantz, which is one of the strangest things I think I've ever read. It's real odd. Do you know what the story is? I've seen the the name. G-A-N-T-Z. Yeah. It's one of those ones that, like, has been a sort of peripheral thing in my... um, in my world for so long because of just working at King's. What's wrong, Porky Pig? You want nine litres of breast milk? You could swim in it. <laughs> You're a very stinky boy. Was there poop? Oh, no. No, just stinky. He's just really stinky farts. <laughs> <It's> a- <laughs> <laughs> really stinky boy. Um, sorry. Sorry, I mean to... D- don't even mean to shame you publicly you on record. Streets, but You're just boy. like that guy in The Runaways right now. <laughs> um, but Gans is Fart really strange. <laughs> Um, Gantz is like uh, a bunch of people who have died or were about to die. Um, suddenly, like they disappear and they wake up in this room, and there's just this big uh, ball called Gantz, and it has a screen on it, and it's like you will have to kill this guy, and it's like an alien who looks like an onion, like Onion Head. Go kill Onion Head, and all these people are like what and then they get these like sexy suits and these big guns and they have to go and they no one knows what's going on and the main character is like this really obnoxious little kid guy who's like oh yeah i just want to get some fucking tits and it's really like really bizarrely overtly sexual and there's like quite a lot of um sexual violence in it but Whoa. it's really like in, in the way there's a lot of manga and i'm not meaning to generalize but quite um offhand do you know what i mean it's a little bit like oh yeah i'm just gonna go rape this girl give me a second and then you just see like the pants coming down and she's like oh no it's real it's real strange man <laughs> but i really liked it <laughs> so you've read the first volume yeah i've read the first big volume um i do recommend checking it out i'm looking forward to um, grabbing the next one. That is but a like, huge volume yeah. too. It's and like every Bible. single... Um, it is like the Bible, but what if the Bible had way more titties? Every single... Same, same amount of rape though. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think the Bible <laughs> probably has a little bit more. Um, but every single like chapter title just has like a, a half-naked girl for some reason. Right. And one, like the first girl that shows up, she's just nude for no reason because she was committing suicide in the bath. Right. And everyone's like, oh, she's so sexy. I'm like, God, this is so strange. It's real strange. It's real psychological and weird. Um, it's got a lot of... St- confusing death stuff and but I like it so this is written I wish by I could explain it better but Hiroya Oku and I it's can't. published by Dark Horse in the western world it's got some really strange mysteries in it as well because there's like a dude inside the Gantz ball just like a naked sleeping guy in a ball <laughs> and they're all like who's that too. and they're like don't look at him <laughs> don't worry about the man in a ball <laughs> he's there to make you feel better of all the naked women there's one <laughs> naked man in a ball sometimes can't see his willy though which is always a disappointment come on manga um, so what have you been reading manga wise uh, so I finished 20th and 21st century uh, boys oh I've never read 21st century boys so it's, oh, I also didn't that's the finish. end of the story I know I also didn't I didn't get the last volume of 20th century boys so How I've just let not? that mystery just like sit that's for weird. ages you're yeah, weird <laughs> um, I'm probably gonna once they finished releasing the um, perfect editions yeah, I'll just borrow the last one and read that. <laughs> Which um, is, uh, is yeah, great. 
It's so good. Yeah. If you are, yeah, I think uh, King Stock, the perfect editions. Yeah. And I also, do recommend them. They're gorgeous looking. Um, you can get them through the. Uh, the the Madman website as mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. which is where I've been them. They've been, they're, they're, it's just so good. Yeah, man, um, he's like so clever, and it's such an interesting story with so many layers and so many like, yeah, so clever. So yeah, I'm, I've, I've I really want to go in on uh, everything else that guy's written. Yeah, um, man. Yeah, man. I know you're a massive fan. Yeah, what, what are your favorites? Um, Master Keaton is probably my favorite at the moment of like what is published in English. Monsters really, really great, but I haven't been able to revisit it because it's too scary. Oh, fun. Um. And Pluto's amazing, but Master Keaton is my favorite at the moment. Okay, cool. Good I've been getting really into Junji Ito. Um, do you know the like the yeah, horror dude? Yeah, I, I got uh, Angus gave me his most recent novel. Um, ah, yeah, cool. Um, I haven't read that one because I thought it was a novel, and I was like, nah, I don't like words. No, I no, like so it's an adaptation of a yeah. novel. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I read too his. Don't like words. <laughs> I read um, his Frankenstein recently, and it's easily the most horrifying version of Frankenstein I've ever read. Oh, fun! It's brilliant, cool. good. so good. Um, and then I also picked up a Dissolving Classroom. Yep, I got a few of those. No, Disappearing Classroom. Hang on, wait one second. I'm just going to get it off the shelf so I can remember. Dissolving Classroom. It's Dissolving Classroom. The, um, but not the one by him. Oh, okay, right. It's like Siobhan's making her way over to her library. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, man, that's way bigger than the one I got. Yeah, this is different. Let's find out what it's called in three, two, one. It's called Drifting Classroom. The Drifting Classroom. So it's by Kazuo Umez, and it's supposedly what influenced a lot of um, Ito's Right, work, cool. How would you find out about this? Uh, we just got... Um, I read about it and then we got it in at King's. They've just cool. done a new version. And um, Who published this one? looks great. It was a, it was a special... Again, a another special, one looks like a Bible. Special present <laughs> so this for me. Is, yeah, Viz, Viz put this one through. Um, but that's really fun as well. That's really interesting. Out of nowhere, an entire school vanishes, leaving nothing but a hole in the ground. While parents mourn and authorities investigate, the students and teachers find themselves not dead, but stranded in a terrifying wasteland where they must fight to survive. Great. Very, very good. Very Synopsis. enjoyable. So that's the kind of manga vibe that I've been on. Horrific. Spooky, spooky Horrific shit only. happening to teens. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's my favorite genre. Um, I hate teens. <laughs> um, so I, I, as soon as I finished 20th Century Boys, um, I uh, actually went to Japan. Oh, yeah. Did you have a nice um, time? I had a great time. And then I w- came home and, and bought tickets for my entire family. We're going back in April. Oh, cute. Um, you'll be at, that, you'll be in the, at a traveling stage soon. <laughs> no way. Just a few years. Never. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I'm really excited about that. But uh, on the way over, because there was there was an Akira um, uh, exhibition, cool, um, including um, uh, like original artwork from the original oh, writing, like it's original art from from the first the, that, that initial Akira run. Obviously, I'd seen the movie growing up. Mm-hmm. I rewatched that again on the plane, then started reading the manga. Have you read all of Akira? No. So you know, I bought. Um, like the volumes a couple of um, like months and months ago and then before I got a chance to read it I lent the first one to my friend she hasn't given it back oh god damn it <laughs> so I'm just like waiting for her to be done with it so I can read it um, but it, it looks great it's, I've heard it's incredible it's out of control how yeah. good it is and it's especially like as a movie you've, you've seen the movie no, doubt. no, no I haven't right. even seen the movie isn't that silly I thought I'd read the manga first the movie is like probably the you know the best the, I mean obviously you've got you know Blade Runner or whatever but yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. my favorite cyberpunk Piece yeah, of media. yeah, yeah. But it's actually the whole thing is just the even though it was you know same creator who worked yeah. on the manga and the anime, it's almost like a, a preview for the manga because the manga goes on for so much yeah, longer yeah, than you yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. Like the the movie, the movie only covers like the first one and a half volumes of the, yeah, of the manga, yeah, yeah. And then it just goes on into such a it's, it's insane. It's so beautifully drawn. The guy loves drawing destruction so much, and seeing those original pages at the exhibition were wonderful. Yeah, so yeah that, that cool. was that was really fun. And then straight from that, I've. Uh, I just rented from my library, uh, Parramatta Library, um, Battle Angel Alita. Ah, cool. Have you ever read that? Nah. Yeah. It's, but aesthetically, you, you great. You know who the artwork reminds me of is Sam Keith, who did like the yeah, Max. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like real wonky. It's yeah. like not like the kind of, you know, beautiful, sharp, you know, imagery you associate with manga at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm but into it. It's really, really good. And then um, I'm also uh, reading, uh, for the first time, I'm just doing all the classics. I'm reading yeah. Dragon Ball. Oh, cool. Have cool, you cool, read cool. the beginning of Dragon Ball? Yeah, I it like. Is. That's my kind of like. I'm really not. I don't know as much about like Dragon Ball and stuff as um, most most comic book people. Teens, most teens, most boys. Um, but I really like the early Dragon Ball stuff when the art's really cute. It's so cute. I love it. Yeah, it's such a it's such a goofy romp. Like, yeah, I got it's, the um, it's so horny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep. Every got- character except Goku is like horny as hell. Yeah, yeah. And then um, Goku's just like naked with his little willy out the entire the entire time. It's great. 
Porky Pig, big fan of uh, of Dragon Ball. But yeah, so I guess my plan is to kind of get through as much of that as possible. Um, yeah, fun. That's a fun. Up. That's a fun project. Because I, I never watched Dragon Ball Z as a kid either. No, like, it always either. just seemed so noisy, so I never watched it. Um, so that's it for manga at the moment. I'm still keeping yeah, up cool. with Demon Slayer and uh, and One Piece. And yeah. oh man, I did so much One Piece stuff when I was in Japan because I <laughs> I realized I'd be coming back with my family, and I was like, you know what? As a out of respect <laughs> to, to Bianca, I will do all the annoying things that yeah, she won't want to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's we're, very nice of you. We're still staying two nights at Disneyland when we're there <laughs> as a family. Uh, I mean, but imagine me doing that on my own. Yeah, yeah I'll just. <laughs> dropped a lot of money to stay at the Disneyland Hotel by myself. Um, I can't imagine that. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 was saying, and I was like, oh, I should have done that. Um, but I did like One Piece to- Tokyo Tower, which is like Cute. this crazy fun park inside Tokyo Tower, all dedicated to One Piece. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy how big it is over there. Did you go to the Ghibli Museum? That's, like- uh, that's what I'm doing with the, with the yeah, kids. Cool, 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 cool. With tickets. And oh, all the Ghibli movies are on uh, Netflix now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I watched... Um, I watched uh, Kiki's Delivery Service with uh, the English dub, the Disney dub. Uh-huh. Have you watched any of that before? No. Do you know who's the voice of uh, Gigi, the cat? No. Yeah, uh, it's Phil Hartman. Who? Phil is Hartman. That? Do you know who Phil Hartman is? Phil Hartman, the voice of Troy McClure. And, ah, uh, brilliant. News oh, that's Radio, so funny. SNL, like, <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the other dad in Jingle All the Way. Oh, no, Great. No, that's Sinbad. I've never seen that. He's, Phil Hartman fucks Arnie, Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife in what? Jingle All the Way. What? I don't know. I haven't seen that in a while either. Maybe that doesn't happen. <laughs> Maybe I invented it. But anyway, Phil Hartman. Yeah, cool. Uh, but yeah, just crazy. Uh, but I'm very, yeah, so I'm trying to, trying to force as many Disney movie and Ghibli movies on the kids as possible before yeah, we nice. go to Japan in April, which is a fun time. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, but this isn't about movies, Siobhan. Sorry. We're talking about comic books. Um, and I guess uh, in this weird alphabetical way, Image is next. Cool. Um, I feel like I'm not reading like any Image books at the moment. Gideon I'm Falls. Still Gideon the Falls. best. Still fucking bomb, man. Um, and, and leaning heavier and heavier into like, you know, the hor- mystery horror. Yeah. Uh, has yep. been, been a great time. And just the way that they've expanded the universe is so surprising and cool. Yeah, didn't, totally. I didn't see that coming at all. Lemire has just... Like tripled his output of comics. It's bonkers. It's is I'm, he okay? Yeah, I don't know. Is anyone I, checking I, on him? I read a graphic novel of, that he wrote called like Frog Stomp or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, was it good? Frog Catcher. Uh, yeah, it's fun. It's like yeah, like, like fun. Like, yeah, not or fun. It, but it's it's like, miserable. It's but, a classic Lemire bummer. Yeah, but yeah. it's a, it, it was a short read. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that qualifies it as fun. <laughs> when you read nothing but like long, long chapters of long, long, you know, never-ending chapters of yeah, manga, yeah, manga yeah. runs. Um, uh, I read the new Matt Fraction graphic novel. Um, that oh, cool. with Was it good? art by Elsa Charitier, mm-hmm. uh, November, uh, volume one, The Girl on the Roof. There's going to be three of these. Um, and it's about a girl who uh, is oh kind of. God, she's good. Yeah, it's a great pairing. Mm. Um, he knows how to pick a collaborator. Definitely. Um, and, uh, but. Is, okay, is Sex Criminals wrapping up? Those, uh, they, I think it's the last arc. They just put out they, got, their, their most recent issue. I've got a new issue sitting on my shelf, which okay, I have not mine's, read Mine's yet. somewhere in the nether realm. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jim's nether realm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's about a girl who is kind of like paid by like a, you know, almost like an assassin to... Her job is just to, to keep a low profile and push a button every day. Mm. It's about her. Like, she's like a kind of eternal fuck up. Cool. Uh, it's told, like, from lots of different narrative standpoints. It's a, it's a you know, I guess it's a crime series, mm-hmm. but it's, um, it's, it's Matt Fraction at his weirdest since, mm. um, Casanova. Was it called Casanova? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it was it called mm-hmm. Casanova? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a great I mean, that series. is a series that he did. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought it was called like something Casanova. Maybe the character's name was something Casanova. Um, but yeah, it's, it's him channeling those very abstract, weird, Mm. Humorous, dark vibes. Uh, it's 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 a great read. Um, Greg Rucker brought the old guard back. Yeah, I picked up the two issues, but I haven't um, gotten stuck into them yet. It's the, like Rucker book that I enjoyed the most recently. Yeah, with uh, awesome art by Leandro Fernandez. Oh, no, same same guy. Yeah, and uh, this is actually being turned into a movie. Netflix are putting it out this year. Super duper <laughs> with Shelley's Theron as the uh, Middle Eastern character. So make of that what oh, you will. Good. Okay. <laughs> um, but. Uh, yeah, this it was. You know, these are about the uh, the the superhero, the immortal, immortal assassins, basically, um, and uh, the new tale was was very satisfying. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot; we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Okay, so um, we talked about uh, Hickman's X-Men earlier, but uh, he also finished one of his great series. Uh, it's, it's finally done. His series with Nick Dragota um, and uh, who's the colorist in this one? Frank Martin. Uh, East of West. Great. Uh, an incredible uh, war of the... This like the world is divvied up into into all these great powers, and they're all mm-hmm. at war with each other. And it's the return of uh, the Horsemen of the Apocalypse, it's a, mm-hmm. and, and they're all fighting with each other as well. Um, God, Nick what Dragotta a- is like a real beast. Yeah, like I mean, he really, really leans into like you know some heavily cartoonish faces mm-hmm. that you wouldn't see in an otherwise quite you know quite serious, serious and gritty um, mm. like you know war comic like this. But God, it's such an amazingly satisfying ending. Uh, so funny the whole way throughout, and this yeah. is this is probably my favorite thing Hickman's ever done. Oh yeah, um, wow, and, yeah. really above like his Fantastic Four run and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, because it's his own characters. True, and it doesn't come with the baggage, or like, or like you know, it doesn't come with like those characters being immediately worse written yeah, by someone yeah, else, yeah, you know, yeah. and like you know, you then, then associate like you know, there's, no, there's no tarnishment. Yeah, no one else writes about war and famine and pestilence and uh, the other <laughs> one, death. The death. Uh, I don't know. I've never really read it. No, no, it was in like, who are the four, oh, seven, four horsemen? Of the you should know just because of X-Men. Uh, yeah, I really should, huh? <laughs> well, pestilence, death. No, I don't know. Famine, pestilence, war. And... Is it death? I guess is it's it death. sickness? Is that pestilence? Fuck, I don't know, man. Whatever. The internet. It's the, the internet. In- it's the internet. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I hear that. Um, so that, that, that was amazingly good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, me, seriously, he put so many books. He put out Ascender is really, mm-hmm. really strong. His sequel with Dustin Nguyen to Descender. Um... It's all about magic, and uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, but he also started a new one with Phil Hester and I called Family Tree about a girl who's turning into a tree. Great, um, and it, it, that runs in the family of people turning into trees. And there's like, like there's like That's special good. cops that are sent after people that turn into trees. What a weird concept, <laughs> but it's it's, it's fun. Uh, it. Fun in the same way that Frog Catcher was not fun. Yes, but you know, it's Lemire. Yeah. Um, Manifest Destiny by Chris Dingus and uh, Matthew Roberts and Owen Gianni. It's all about uh, Lewis and Clark's expedition from one side of America to the other, nice. except there are monsters this time. And uh, at the moment, um, all of the these you know convicts and settlers and and criminals who are joining them get uh, we, we have like sirens. Except the sirens uh, are not your typical fish ladies; these are rabbit, wild rabbit women. Yes, please. Who lure them in to oh. fuck them and then and then eat them. <laughs> That's that pretty funny. That's pretty funny. And I was, I've, I've been like, you know, semi lamenting that there haven't been as many monsters as there used to be in, in recent issues of this, and that delivered in a way that I was not <laughs> expecting. So yeah, uh, getting fucked to death by a rabbit woman. <laughs> what a way to go! Uh, speaking of trees, uh, Warren Ellis wrote a second volume of his weird book Trees with Jason Howard, uh, a murder mystery set uh, in like Russia. Um, trees are these big uh, alien, yeah, like poles that I appear all over the world. I couldn't get my head around it. I mean, it was a really, really good miniseries. Yeah. I don't know if it's. Be- I mean, I don't. I don't think I've gained anything having read all of the original trees run. <laughs> but um, he just writes weird stories, and this was yeah. a, this is a very good one. This is a. I thought this is fairly easy to understand for a weird oh, Warren Ellis book. I meant I just I didn't even bother picking this one up because oh right the original trees. I was like I don't know. I this, don't this, this, what this is, is much more grounded than okay. the original trees. I enjoyed it. Cool. It was, uh, five five issues and done. Lovely. Um, Ice Cream ah. Man remains one of the best on the stands. Uh, so too does Criminal, which yep. apparently ended. For all, they're taking a hiatus. Issue, oh. issue twelve just came out, wrapped up the storyline, and apparently that's it for a while. I might oh, have it cool. wrong. I, I saw that. I haven't read issue twelve yet. I haven't read it either. I've not read the uh, the finale. The Excited final. though. Yeah, it's been so strong. Uh, 
Ed Brubaker, yeah. Sean Phillips, and um, and Sean's son on colors. Joseph, Joseph Phillips, Jacob Phillips. Okay. Uh, just doing great stuff. I mean, it's, it's always my favorite it's always, comic. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's always the best comic every time it comes out. Um, and then uh, Dead Eyes, um, which is the Jerry Duggan uh, book that was originally called Rabbit Eyes. Um, was it originally called Dead Rabbit? Dead, I don't know. Dead Rabbit? Yeah. No, I think it's called Rabbit Eyes because he has X's on his eyes. Mm. It was Dead Rabbit. Um, but yeah, he, had to, he had to basically bring it, like, re- rename it something. Mm. Um, and uh, so it's come back as Dead Eyes. Um, and, and so they re-released the first two issues. And now we are getting cool. new issues to the story Great. that I first write, read, you know, over a year ago. I liked and it. it. Fun it's, concept. Yeah, it's good. It's fun. Yeah. Um, Deadly Class, I dropped finally. Nice. Um, yeah. No yeah. more no more mopiness from you, Rick Remender. Get over <laughs> it. <laughs> Life's hard sometimes, especially for teens. I yeah, get absolutely. it. Absolutely. Um, that might be it for Image. Yeah, yeah, you know, Image have really like chilled out on uh, putting out new series and like because most of their sort of flagship titles have ended or are on hiatus. It's like an interesting time at Image. There's, yeah, there's totally. not that much coming out, which I mean, is they, kind they, of refreshing. They, they could just continually as a business that just re-release the Walking Dead trades. I'm pretty sure that's how point. they make their yeah, money. Totally. That and Saga. Um, so uh, I guess if you go backwards from Marvel, Manga, Image, DC, and then we're going to do other publishers. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, we got the finale to a, a book that started many, many years ago, Batman yeah. Creature of the Night, the um, spiritual sequel to Superman's Secret Identity, yep. uh, written by Kurt Busiek. And uh, this has art by John Paul Leon. This is about um, uh, a man whose name is Bruce Wainwright, mm-hmm, who starts mm-hmm. uh, manifesting a Batman of his own. Yeah. Uh, it was very strange. Very strange, but gorgeous. Gorgeous and uh, a pretty satisfying ending. Yeah. Uh, I Definitely, the, the, the long gap between issue three and four did not help the, the narrative at all. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. He actually manifests a living Batman who, <laughs> who like, does crimes. I mean, good fun. Um, another another DC series that finally ended, uh, Doomsday Clock. <laughs> I had a big, I had a big, like, Nate, you didn't pick up Doomsday Clock for me when you went to the comic book store and got across it, and then I picked it up and just never read it. <laughs> Dude, this was like was I, I'm, I'm sure there are fans. It wasn't. It was just. It was just so nothing. Yeah. Especially when it came out. The the, the final issue came out the week of the final episode of the Watchmen TV series, which, which I've heard is excellent. It, it was very good. Yeah. And this just like it just completely ripped all the glory from Doomsday Clock. Like I mean, it's just it's so baffling that DC didn't go like, oh, there's a TV series starting. We better try and hurry this comic book along yeah. before it, gets, it overshadows this comic book. And I don't, I don't know. I think by this point, no one really cared about Doomsday Clock that much. I, I, Jeff Johns used to be such a good writer. And yeah. I, I, I refuse to believe that he's incapable of writing a really good and powerful you know, superhero story these it's, days. It's just always the, the same shit, right? Like, he, he started off writing sort of uh, characters of his own or smaller books that no one else wanted anything to do with, and then they give him the entire universe, and then that's all on his shoulders, and then they give him his most the most prestigious titles he could do. And he's just not that kind of writer, yeah. you know? Um, and it's kind of sad because you're not seeing him at his best, I think. Totally. Like, but yeah, the thing just that's putting cool, on Flash or something, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I went back and reread The Actual Watchmen. It was really good. It's really yeah, good, guys. You're on, you're on a, a podcast about it. Yeah, you can look it up. It's called Big Squid. I did two episodes, I think. Nice. Two, three episodes. Like yeah, that. you did more episodes of that than you did of Serious <laughs> Issues in the last <laughs> qu- uh, four months. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, wait, we understand. You have a family now. Yeah. A family who don't sleep. Family who don't sleep. Oh, no naps. A family of Looney Tunes. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I, Doomsday Clock, I, I ended it and I was like, oh, thank God that's over. Like, yeah. I, 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 yeah. Finished, I finished that that final issue and it felt like I'd read 50 comics. Yeah, I'm just, I just hope this means that Gary Frank can do some other pictures. Yeah, totally. Um, Suicide Squad returns uh, with a new creative team. Yeah, okay. I feel really, like, I just haven't been on top of um, single issues and I'm really annoyed at myself because I know I'm going to enjoy this. I think I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah, you will I think like Tom, Tyler, so Tom Taylor is the exact right person to relaunch the Tom, Suicide Tom Squad. Tom Taylor is writing Suicide Squad right now. Fun. And you have um, full of one of his people. frequent... Um, <laughs> it's uh, full of Australians. Yeah, totally. Um, you have um, uh, him doing... Oh, sorry, what is it? It doesn't say the artist's name. What's his name? Uh, someone Redondo. Bruno, Bruno, Bruno Redondo. Redondo, who wrote a lot of um, his... Uh, uh, Injustice. Injustice run. That's right. Yeah. I was going to say infamous. I couldn't remember which in word. Um, and uh, yeah, Suicide Squad is uh, like a whole bunch, of, a whole bunch of new like random heroes have been introduced mm-hmm. to it. There's a whole ton of death in the first issue, like Great. real That's comical you stuff. Want, right? You want King Shark biting someone's yeah, head off? Yeah, absolutely. Stuff. Um, and uh, there's a new person in charge of the Suicide Squad. Amanda Waller mysteriously mm. is just passing them over to someone new. Um, cool. And uh, yeah, it, it looks great. Like just that, yeah. that good as that picture. All these new, all these new characters are just introduced really well. Uh, Tom Taylor is great at inventing superhero powers, 
showing off how they're used immediately and yep. then like you know then you just get the story he's yeah. very very good at beginning a, 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 an arc um and uh, yeah i'm enjoying where this is so far it's fun yeah, and cool. Suicide Squad books should be fun with a Absolutely. little bit of political intrigue. And Tom Taylor knows how to have fun. So DC are really going hard on this black label imprint they have. Yeah. Lemire's writing a Not lot. Not as many dicks as we'd assumed. No, you know what I mean? no, totally. Well, there's no Robin book and also no one gets the dick out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I want Le- a Robin book where he gets his dick out. Lemire and Sorrentino and Jordi Belair are doing a book called Joker Killer Smile, which is the first... Lemire book in a long time that I'm not reading the yeah. second issue I don't of. Have, I don't have any interest in that one, to be honest. However, the question book. Yeah. So, yes, please. So he, Jeff Lemire is written, writing a question book with art by Dennis Cowan, Bill Senkovich, and Chris Sotomayor. Very classic feeling. Very, like, uh, 90s. The question, The Deaths of Vic Sage. Um, so it's got, it doesn't reference Renee Montoya at all. Nope. Um, it is just a, a classic feeling. Uh, it, it feels, like, ripped out of the 80s. Yeah. Um, even with the kind of you know the, the new different printing, the way these are done, mm. um, and uh, it's it just it, it's it's really grim. It's and, really intriguing. And Vic Sage kind of sucks. Like yeah. he's not a good character, really. Like he's like sorry, not, not a good guy. I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, it's good. It's fun reading such a murky book. Yeah, absolutely. So, I find uh, it. I find it really interesting. It's like it's definitely the the black label title that I'm enjoying the most. The others, I oh, except for this. this I was going to say, this I'm I'm also really enjoying Wonder Woman Dead Earth. By Daniel Warren Johnson, who uh, previously gave us the very good. Um, it was that series that was like really violent. Avatar: The Last Airbender. I can't think of what it was called. And that guy got his his brother got his arm chopped yeah. off. Yeah, and then it was he did that one that was about metal music. Didn't like that one as much. No, I mean something either. bird, something evil. Um, I should just look it up. But yeah, Daniel Warren Johnson is writing a uh, a Wonder Woman book in which uh, many years in the future, um, you know, in, in like it's like post apocalyptic Earth. Um, there's all these uh, awful monsters and a kid is like running away from a monster and falls and uh, breaks open a cryogenic great. Ch- chamber and out pops uh, Diana, Wonder Woman. And she's, Looking great. Yeah, underpowered and um, and she realizes that she's in like what used to be the Batcave. Bruce is dead up, uh, Bruce's dead skeleton body is upstairs um, and this is about her becoming Wonder Woman once more and, uh, and, and having everyone retreat to uh, Themyscira to save themselves from these monsters. Great. So much fun. Super enjoyable. What the hell was Daniel... Um, it, it was, was called was... Extremity. There you go. That was a good book. That was a good book. And this is too. Wonder mm. Woman, Dead Earth. He's a good comic guy. Oh, God. Event Leviathan finished really, by Bendis I mean, and Leave, and that's it. I'm never reading another Bendis comic again, It's ever. possibly more annoying to have him be playing around with things and like like... Just dangling things that I love so much in front of me, and then like doing yeah, like hey, remember when Greg Rucker used to write these characters? Yeah, yeah, remember, yeah. remember? I'm going to do a way worse job, <laughs> but the first issue will be pretty okay, be pretty good, and, and you'll be like, oh, what's he? Where's he going this time? I'm a Bendis fan again. Yeah, I'm a yeah, Bendis yeah, totally. fan this time. Always, um, yeah. yeah, not not worth it. But I, I I am into quite a like I think DC are trying to do a couple of interesting things. You know, like they're really focusing on their YA lines. Yeah, which there's is a cool. couple of different interesting titles. Um, even this black label stuff is like it's, it's at least offering something different. I'm a bit more in, yeah, yeah. into what they're doing at the moment than what Marvel's doing. And like yeah, saying hey, this is going to be four issues. This is going to be six issues. Yeah, whereas yeah. Marvel are like this could go on for thirty issues or three numbered three. Yeah, yeah, totally. Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Event Leviathan, like Brian Bendis and and uh, the aforementioned Jeff Johns, yeah. uh, are the two comic book writers. No other, no other two writers know how to have a cool idea, a strong first issue, yeah. and then have me like not care about it. I, it's impossible for me to care about a comic book less by the yeah. final issue than those two. And it's so funny they're both <laughs> writing for DC now. Like yeah, they should, uh, should offload off Jeff team up. Johns to, to Marvel. No, they should team up. <laughs> Do you remember the Marvel book that Jeff Johns did with the horrible Ant Man sex scene? Um, Give me more of that. Yeah, yeah, that's what I want. Um, I am. I have picked up uh, the first couple of issues of the Legion title that Bendis is writing. Right. And it's kind of almost oh, yeah, works. I think, I think I like Bendis ah, now. Yeah, I think I'm a Bendis fan. It kind of almost works. Like his overwritten style kind of works for the Legion because there's like so many characters and they're all so annoying. Yeah, that sounds like a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I got no love for the Legion of Superheroes. They're so terrible. <laughs> Um, um, I am really enjoying Far Sector. Yeah, Far one. Sector really is a cool. weird, cool uh, um, uh, Green Lantern book um, written by um, N.K. Jemison with art by Jamal Campbell. Um, and uh, yeah, I really liked it too. It's yeah. like it's a it's really leaning different. into like hard sci-fi. 
Um, it feels... And also like a, a proper sort of crime detective kind yes, of story. Totally. Um, and I like that it's like completely separate from the DC universe. It has nothing to do with anything else except that she's a Green Lantern. And I think that's great and it works. And I think that DC are doing a great job of poaching um, like uh, novelists. Yes, and totally. YA people. But also the main Greenland series is still great. Black Stars is really good fun. Oh, damn. Is According it... to no one else except me, I think. <laughs> I'm really enjoying it, though. Um, are you reading Superman Smashes the Clan? No. Okay, I picked this up the other day and I was like, oh, I wonder if this would be good for um, my son because he does, like, we read comics together and stuff, but I think it's maybe a and little bit And you're like, oh, him. damn it, my son's racist. He won't like this at all. <laughs> he loves the clan. Um, so this is a um, Jean Luen Yang and Guru Hiru. Um, they are good. Get Guru Hero. Yeah, definitely. Um, and they are basically retelling a um, an old radio Superman radio oh, play. Fun. That's its origins uh, about Superman taking on the Ku Klux Klan. Great. And uh, yeah, you're introduced to like a um, recently um, Im- uh, recently migrated um, uh, Chinese family um, in America, um, and uh, Superman like basically coming to their aid when they get targeted by the Klan. Um, it has a great um, essay in the back by Gene Luen Yang about what Superman means to him as a Chinese American. Um, it's published in this, like, the perfect size yeah. for a colorful Guru Hero comic. It's like, I don't know, it looks like it's, 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 it's kind of like a digest size almost. Yeah, and there's, it's, it, there's three of them. Yeah, so you can either collect all three of them or wait for them all to be collected mm-hmm. in a nice big trade. Yeah. Um, it's great. This is these are the kind of books that I wish Marvel would do. Yeah, absolutely. Like you know, get it, giving us a, a, one of these series instead of trying to give a smaller character. Yeah. Um, you know, a long run. They've re-released a couple of like uh, they did a uh, recently a Squirrel Girl and a Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur in the same kind of format for like YA um, audience. Or, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, just collecting some of the Ryan North stuff and the the original Moon Girl stuff, but um. Yeah, I think that DC are, uh, DC are making a huge effort with their YA stuff in a way that I, I think is really working for them. Awesome. It's really smart. Um, uh, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen by it's Matt Fraction and it's Steve Lieber. I love it. I it, it takes a while for me to get into each issue because I forget what happened in the last one. Yeah, but I, that seems intentional, right? Yeah, sure. I just, I, it'll read so well in trade yeah. and I feel like I'm doing the book a disservice by reading it month to month. See, I think it is in its perfect format in the single issue. Okay, cool. <laughs> I feel like... Part of part of what it is as a whole, like the medium is the message on some level, and they're doing something really funny with like the single issue format and how they like reintroduce every page with like a different weird caption and like it's very silver agey kind yeah, of definitely. Um, bullshit. No, well, Matt like, Fraction is so good at writing that kind it's of so funny, yeah, man. Humor, yeah, it's it it really makes me laugh. I don't know anyone else who is enjoying it as much as I am, but I think it's really clever, and I think that the way that they've built up the Olsen family and stuff is really hilarious and yeah totally and, and Luther's tied to, brilliant. yeah, yeah Libra's doing great work yeah. um, and then another very nice surprise is that um, for out of the Sandman universe <laughs> we have Simon Spurrier now writing Hellblazer yeah and it is great oh is it it's oh, awesome. so good good um, it is everything a Hellblazer book I'm should so be glad. Um, and you have great um, art by Marcio Takara and oh, Chris brilliant. Peter and um, yeah it just he it, seems it, like a good fit he loves like some magic-y bullshit, but he's also actually British, so it won't come across and this, as... And this book is British as hell, and Great. it's like, you know, it, there's Brexit jokes and, <laughs> and like, just... It, it's, it's, oh, I actually want to pick that up. You definitely should. There's like that maybe... fun. He can smoke. Great. There's four or five issues in now. Um, it's excellent. I love Great. it. Um, Check it out. Very, very nice surprise. Um, so that is it for DC. Uh, let's talk about one of my favorite comic books of last year. Uh, and that is yes, Grant Morrison and Dan Mora. Um, every Christmas, they give us another chapter of the Claws, um, the Santa Claus saga. They, they re- rewrote Claws's origin mm-hmm. uh, many years ago with He's a miniseries now. called Deal Claws. Uh, and this time we got Claws and the Life and Times of Joe Christmas. Did you read this? I can't remember now. I think so I did. So this I is... I did. Um, it's, oh, it's, no, I don't think oh, I did. It's this gorgeous oversized comic and it's a calendar. Oh, it is every day of December. Oh, that's so fun. And so we start in 2001 and then we go back all the way to um, 1930 when um, when Santa Claus discovers the body... The sort of the body. Disco- oh, it's basically uh, uh, at, the, at the foot of a church... The, 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 the final, I'll tell you, on the December 25th yeah. in, in, in 1930, he, he, is, he finds a basket and on it says, please take care of him. <laughs> and so this is the story of Santa Claus's adopted son, Joe Christmas. Uh... There's, no, there's no words. You just get a glimpse at their lives. And like a lot of them are like, yeah, referencing like Fun. classic, uh, you know, comic book covers. Um, there's an amazing X-Men one. 
and a Batman one as well. Um, it gets it gets crazy. It gets sad. Um, it is it is the antithesis of what Grant Morrison is doing in some of the very overwritten uh, nonsense. Oh uh, yeah, Grant, I know you love it. I love it. I need to be in the right <laughs> mood for it, or I hate it like yeah, nothing else sure, in the world. Sure. But there's yeah, like Grant Morrison putting his mind to a wordless comic is just a dream scenario yeah, to me. Absolutely, and and. This movie, this it made me tear up. Yep, it was beautiful. This will be like the book, a comic I read every Christmas. Yeah, Oh, beautiful. Um, I, I love Grandma, and it, I love Dan Mora. Yeah, me too. I assume at sometime at some point they'll collect all of these um, Christmas one shots they've been giving us. I reckon they they have put out a couple of hardcovers now, but this one I like. I, I, this is just perfect as a single issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's You'd so want to keep that one, man. So good. Um, so Boom last year put out a, um, a miniseries, four issues by Jeff Loveness and Lisandro Estherin called Strange Skies Over East Berlin. Ooh, which this it, looks cool. Man, really weird sci-fi comic uh, set as, you know, like during the Berlin War years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sorry, the Berlin Wall years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're pretty similar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and um, it, it was all about basically two very different figures on either side of the wall who both were used corruption to get where they basically use the wall as a springboard to have themselves succeed in their own careers. Um, um, and uh, what happens when an alien invades and, and takes over their lives? It, Man, I was more into it before it was uh, before aliens got involved. I no, was no, like, Ooh, just a story of corruption in it does uh, though. You'll be really satisfied because okay. it's not like Oogie Boogie Aliens. It is yeah, like yeah, they yeah, just yeah. take over their people, people's minds. Right, cool. And it's like an, an alien virus more, more so than oh, an alien. Okay. Really, really great book. Well, that Jeff Lovins is, is such an underrated comic book writer. Yeah. Um, every, his, um, everything I've, I've, I've read about from him, I've really enjoyed. The the Judas story? Judas, so good. Brilliant. Totally brilliant. Um, that excellent Nova run he did a few years ago. Yeah, I yeah. love that. Yeah, me too. Um, he's, he's, he's excellent. He is really good. Terry Moore's Five Years. Great. Second favorite comic after Criminal. Continues to be excellent. Just, just And so satisfying having read everything else Terry Moore has done up to now. But um, even if you haven't, I still reckon you yeah, can get a lot out of it. There's five years until the earth is over because of a, a weird old... Uh, um, scroll, which contains a, a, a code that can be turned into... Written a, by Cleopatra. War, Why you know, not? The, the most deadly war machine ever. Um, and it's up to all of the characters introduced in Terry Moore's many comics to save the day. Yeah. Just um, a bunch of really busty women. Yep. Uh, and uh, like there's amazing cliffhangers at the end of each issue. His artwork is gorgeous. He just... Like, yeah, like, you know, obviously, yes, he, he does have a fascination with writing beautiful women, but he writes them so and, well. Yeah, like, exactly. It's not like they're just... You know, tits. They're also brains <laughs> and personalities. Yeah, uh, it's an excellent, excellent book. Yeah, I love it, man. I love that cover too of the the birds discovering a corpse in the snow. And he's just so like, I have so much respect for Terry Moore, just relentlessly doing what he wants to do. Do you know what I mean? Like, he has his own personal vision of the kind of comics that he wants to make, and he has stuck to that throughout his entire career. And he owns all of his own stuff. I just think he's brilliant. Um, Jeff Lemire again. He wrote a. Uh, a new book in the Black Hammer universe called Skulldigger and Skeleton what? Boy. I really didn't know that. This is what if the Punisher was Batman and had a Robin who was a mini Punisher. Oh, that sounds really fun. It's really fun. How I did I miss that? Great art by Tonchi Zonjic. About Jim said it was like the fastest Jeff Lemire book to sell out in the uh, King's there history. There you go. Um, uh, wow. The Savage Shores by Ram V, Kumar, Astone, and Bidikar. Um, an amazing, um, amazing vampire story set between uh, England and, and India. In the uh, 1800s. Uh, really, really great. You would love this. Uh, when the trade comes out, yeah, I absolutely I will, pick it up. I will pick that up when it's out in trade because it looks great. And I love, I love a good colonialism story. Yep. We're almost done here, Porky Pig. Sorry, sausage. Um, no One Left to Fight by Audrey Citizen and uh, uh, Ficho Osio and Taylor Esposito. Um, a really fun kind of like take on like a Dragon Ball fighting comic, except what happens when those characters grow up and they're bored. Great. Um, but the enemies aren't bored. Um, uh, I don't. It kind of just ended really abruptly, and I don't know if there's going to be any more of it. But I enjoyed mm. what, the, the six issues or whatever they were so far. Cool. Um, Lock and Key did a one shot, another great one shot, a la Claws, cool. um, also published by White IDW. Are um, they doing more, or is there a TV show? A TV show just is about to start on Netflix. That looks fun. That's some fun panel layouts. Um, I mean, Gabriel Rodriguez is just—he's the reason I like the series yeah. so much, and um, uh, it's a shame that he isn't like a superstar now. Mm. But yeah, this was a. A really, really great um, uh, one shot featuring uh, like the continuation of, of, of the, the Locke family story that I didn't mm-hmm. think we would ever get. Um, and there's also like, yeah, another great little funny kind of strip about 
um, a key that turns you into a dog. Great. That I thought was quite fun. Hilarious. Um, Osagi Ujimbo is the best. Yep. It's so good getting color issues of that. Every, I've been uh, reading because they've, they've also started re-releasing the, the um, original comics in color, like recolored. So I've been reading the new comics and also the recolored original ones. Yeah. And they're so good. Good stuff. And then good uh, also Matt Kint put out a book um, at the end of last year called, uh, called Folklords. Yeah, with I like this one. Art by Matt Smith and Chris O'Halloran, which is like a, like a fantasy comic that I actually like. Yeah. It's really good fun. The it's art really is well so good too. And yeah, it's, I've, I've only read the first issue. I don't even know if a second issue has come out yet. Yeah, yeah. Actually, three. I've missed them all. Oh, well. Probably because when <laughs> I see the, the words folk and lords together in my oh, tool yeah. list, I'm like, I'm not getting that. That sounds like it. That sounds like fantasy. That sounds Yuck. lame. That's what chumps. Um, finally, from Dark Horse, the uh, last, latest chapter, volume of um, mm-hmm. Adam Warren's Empowered. Do you keep up with this at all? Nah. Um, I feel like it's something that I will smash at some point in my life. And every now and again, I pick up a volume or two and I'm like, well, that was such good fun. Yeah. Um, this I, I don't know if you remember last time I talked about volume ten. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, it's it feels like when it, when it first started, it was just like kind of comic strip humor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and just kind of just reasons to get her nude. Yeah, totally. And and like you know, that, that, so uh, empowered is a superhero who has like a like a symbiote kind of suit. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, every time she takes damage, the suit like becomes less of a suit. So you like you know you can see part, the skin. The suit get, takes damage, and yeah. you can see more and more of her skin. And it started out as a parody. Of, yes. of manga and, and superhero to be, like, comics, pinuppy, bondagey stuff. Yeah, and, and then, then he, then, then he for a personality. Yeah, then he had to go and make her an actual character. <laughs> um, uh, and so this was very, very plot heavy, um, and dealing with uh, a death in in the series a few volumes ago, and um, uh, her brother um, returning, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, was really, really good. Um, Again, just someone who has relentlessly done his own thing. Apparently, Adam Warren, d- did I read right? He did like, um, you know, they're doing like Marvel The End again, a bunch of one shots. Oh, yeah. He did the Venom one. Oh, I have no idea. I really want to go check it out. I love yeah. Adam Warren, so I've got to check it out. He's great. Yeah, and Empowered 11, also great. Cool. Hey, everyone, that's the end of this episode. Wait, of- hang on. I have two two things I just wanted to mention very quickly. But your because- children might catch fire while yeah, you're watching. <laughs> they might, but it's worth it. Um, so this is one that I picked up at like a proper bookshop. It's published by IDW. Um, and I just Damn. wanted to mention because I didn't see it mentioned like almost anywhere and it's really fucking good. It looks like, like I thought this is just like something from the 70s that you picked up. It no. looks very, very... So it's by Thierry Smolderin. Do you remember um, he did that series that we really liked that was really... Ghost um, Money? Ghost Money. What there we the go. fuck? Yeah. Okay. Great. Um, that incredible European comic that I that that was just really, really satisfying. Very good. So this is him doing like a uh, super cool Bro. 60s, like... Super gorgeous. Um, I'm trying to think of the, what it reminds me of. It kind of reminds me of um, Towns with Mr. Ripley kind of vibes. I was going to say Johnny Bravo. Yeah. <laughs> One of the characters, One of the characters has Bravo. some serious Johnny Bravo here. Um, but it's like this cool like murder mystery about this guy and his dad and finding out that his dad was a spy for his whole life and his dad just disappeared when he My was a God, kid. My God, how good is that artwork? It's fucking brilliant, man. I absolutely loved it. I think it's like one of the best things that I've read recently. I think it was really genius. I still is. Um, yeah, please. I highly recommend um, and I highly recommend tracking it down. Um, Diabolical Summer is what it's called, and it's by Smolderin and Clarice. Why did it say Harry Hortog on the back? Because uh, that's the bookstore where I bought it from. Where's a Where's a bookstore called Harry Hortog live? Uh, there's one in um, uh, Macquarie. Macquarie. Okay. And they're owned by Berkelow. Lovely Nate's here. Hey Nate, um, rank rank um, all of the X titles right now. Oh man! Out of out of <laughs> liters of breast milk. <laughs> Man, that's our official first, ranking. The first ones, the first, the, the main title is all you need. Yeah, really. that's yeah, true. That's, that's all true. I'm reading, so good. Yeah. <laughs> but the, nah, the rest of it is dope too. The rest of it is like, <laughs> it's like the rest of the 76ers. Just think about that. Just let that wash over. What? <laughs> um, the only other thing I wanted to mention is I got this really cool collection of some previously unreleased Jack Kirby stuff. So it collects, um, it's so funny reading the, the context of this, these series because there's three series called True Life Divorce Soul Love and Dingbats of Danger Street and basically DC approached Jack Kirby and were like we want you to do whatever you want really crazy and Jack Kirby was like right I'm going to do this really avant-garde thing aimed at adults and it's going to be like really amazing it's going to be like different formats and all this kind of stuff it's going to be really cool and then DC were like no 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 we want you to do exactly what you've always done uh. um, and so but um, and then they didn't like what he produced so half of the stuff's like unfinished but it's still like unfinished Damn. Jack Kirby stuff like it's so good man Oh my god! Look at some um, of those covers too. Yeah. So this collection, has it been recently recolored? Is that some of the stuff was colored, but um, then didn't actually make it to release. But it's funny. It's because that, it, that last adults, stuff. Who's this? Who did the colors on this one? That is insane. I have no idea. I don't know if that was him. That's that's got to be like very recent color work. 
probably. Man, I, so, I really yeah. don't know. Because um, so much of it's like super unfinished. Wow, what a cool collection. Um, but they aimed it they aimed at adults and so like there's like true divorce stories and stuff like that. It's pretty funny. Um but I Marriage story, the comic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um I do recommend uh checking checking this out if you can find it. It's published by I don't know actually who it's published by. Two Morrow's Publishing. Just a random uh, so, book publisher. And it's called Jack Kirby's Dingbat Love. Amazing title. Yeah. Um, and then the other one you were talking about was Diabolical Summer. Yes. Which is out through IDW. Yep. Those are great recommendations. Um, thank you so much for making time for me to oh, come and you. be in your house. Yeah, thanks for coming over. Um, we are uh, look as as our children get older, yeah. it, it may get easier for us to record. You never know. Um, uh, King's <laughs> Comics will be reopening in March, and uh, we may be able to yeah t- tee something up. I don't know. Thanks, uh, thanks for your patience, and I uh, appreciate yeah, everyone talking in the group uh, about comics. You can do so too over at facebook.com slash groups slash serious issues podcast. An enormous thank you to everyone yeah. who still like gives a couple bucks our way each month for. Uh, the Patreon, we do not deserve that money, um, <laughs> but it's very, very kind of you, and we do appreciate it. And that, it. like that, that was the main factor making me go. We need we to record. To we have to so do it's this. because of you that this yeah. episode exists, and uh, we can't. So we hope we you enjoyed you it. Enough. Us just um, rambling vaguely about comics that we're barely getting time to read. Like, there's like a handful of people still there. I don't blame anyone who who was like, okay, no, not at all. Yeah, yeah, but because uh, I, I definitely would have. But, um, <laughs> but I appreciate it. I really, really appreciate it. We know that this show means a lot to a lot of people um, mm. and uh, we will try and, and record it more. It just is, is, yeah. it is it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a feat. It but is. we will never stop reading comics and we'll never stop talking about comics. Or, or no, we'll never stop having, not having enough people in our lives to talk to about Absolutely. comics. I'll never stop having but, really annoying opinions about comics. <laughs> uh, so yeah, hopefully very soon uh, we'll be able to record again. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, yeah, we'll be in the Facebook group or you can find us on Twitter um, at Siobhan CBG. Yep. Um, for oh. Siobhan. Finish, finish. Uh, I'm at Levdog, L-E-V-D-A-W. I'm very used to being interrupted mid, <laughs> mid, so mid plug. It's fine. Um, I was just going to say, guys, I'm putting on a convention. Oh, fuck. We should have led yeah, over the episode with yeah, this. Yeah, sorry. I'm so You know what? You know what? I'm gonna, we're going to stop recording. Okay. And the beginning of the episode will be you plugging. Okay. All okay, right. Cool. All cool. right. Cool. All right. Well, thank you so much for everything. And we'll see you soon, everybody. <laughs> Bye, guys. Or you can go back and listen to the beginning. And yeah. we'll see you then. Hey. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.